Welcome to the Three Minute Podcast, where each episode the guest has three uninterrupted minutes to share stories or experiences on this season's topic. We follow that up with a question to push your thinking. It's quick, it's timely, and it's all focused on leading the way to continuous school improvement. This season, the focus is on navigating tensions. This topic comes highly requested from Kansas educators. I'm your host, Mary Myers, an implementation coach on the Kansas Learning Network. Today's guest is Chris Perry. Chris brings a new lens to the podcast as an active member of a Kansas school board in USD 348 Baldwin City School District. His primary focus is on improving student academics, social, emotional, behavioral, and mental health outcomes for all students. He's also been an educator for over 15 years. Let's welcome Chris to the podcast. I've, uh, I've served on my local school board for uh, four going on five years now and, and, and worked in education for uh, 15 plus at this point. Um, and, and during those years, I've, I've discovered or, or learned the hard way and the easy way sometimes that uh, uh, conflict and tension are inevitable. Uh, and in fact, you can't have growth without conflict and tension to some degree, right? Um, and so how you handle that conflict and tension is really what's, what's paramount, right? And so, so you can either uh, address that and, and attempt to resolve the, those conflicts and, and, and that tension either above the table or below the table in many respects. Uh, and the, the advantage of going above the table is you tend to come to more equitable solutions, uh, even if they're not 100% equitable or everybody's happy with them. Um, but that below the table um, doesn't tend to breed solutions at all because it's not out in the open and, and, uh, and able to be discussed. So, so in that light, I was going to share a... Um, uh, a way we handled some of the tension of this last um, a few years in my in my local district here, uh, and that was by having a community uh, uh, Q and A sessions that were open format uh, for board members to attend, as well as any community member who wanted to show up. Uh, we had to be somewhat careful and making sure that we only had three board members present, uh, so that was not an open meeting. Um, but ultimately, just sort of treated this as a opportunity for community members to to come and ask questions of the board members uh, for clarification, for instance. Um, or, um, or ask questions of each other as well. So, you know, community member to community member. Um, one thing that I found extremely helpful, probably the most uh, primary uh, um, helpful thing that emerged from that time was to really help to clarify the role of the school board. Um, for, for those of you who are not familiar, there are some fairly um, uh, stringent um, <laughs> requirements when it comes to uh, uh, the operations of, of school board meetings. Um, so like for public uh, comment, for instance, board members are not supposed to interact uh, with the person and the community providing the public comment, right? And so those, those things seem bizarre in a lot of ways to, to community members because uh, they're not a normal dialogue, right? And so by having these Q&A um, sessions, it helped to um, expand upon why the school board has to operate in the way that it does. Uh, and, and primarily it's because of you know, Kansas Open Meeting Acts and, and those kind of you know, legal requirements of the school board, for instance. Um, but ultimately, it helped to dispel some of the myths about um, why the school board was doing the things that they were doing, um, why they were behaving the way they were behaving, and, and why um, there was some frustration in the community with, with um, as things were happening quick and why it seemed like the school board was not always being um, clear in their expectations and, and how they were resolving issues. So, so I think first and foremost, that kind of 
breaking down that that barrier between the community and the board was was extremely helpful. Uh, and, and and additionally, it really it, it really helped to create more of a dialogue in terms of what the discussions were related to you know masks and quarantines and remote instruction and all those things we've had to, to um, problem solve in the last year or so. It really created more of a dialogue, an opportunity for us to hear directly from community members, but also share our thoughts back with them as well, and, and kind of have that back and forth um, dialogue established there, uh, and ultimately build greater understanding. And I really hope as well that it helped to create um, not just dispelling myths and creating dialogue and creating understanding, but also to build some of those relationships with those um, community members that we're supposed to be representing uh, by being on the board as well. So, so again, <clears throat> to kind of uh, uh, rephrase things out, you know, I. I I, I truly believe that conflict is inevitable. Um, it's part of the it's part of the deal when it comes to life, you know. And, and but how we uh, choose to handle that is 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 what's important to us. And and I would always lean on the side of uh, an open air policy when it comes to um, resolving conflicts as best we can, anyway, uh, and, and work from there. Thank you to Chris for sharing his thoughts. I invite you to consider this coaching question to push thinking as we consider a system wide communication loop. How might having a clear understanding of roles and responsibilities help stakeholders to remain open to change and the decision-making process? Join the conversation by answering this coaching question on Twitter using the hashtag 3-Minute Podcast. Today's episode is produced by Jessica Mossman with the production team of Lisa Stinson and Mary Myers on behalf of the Kansas Learning Network.